0: For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts, download the
1: free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.
0: what's up everyone you are listening to at the bridge pod episode 29 and today we are going to be giving our reaction to our champions league draw against Bayern Munich as well as looking at what went wrong in our defeat to Bournemouth in the Premier League and then we'll be looking ahead to the games against Spurs and Southampton over this busy festive period I'm your host Mikey and joining me as always is my co-host Chris so let's get this episode on the road Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Hello. So, we're going to go straight into the Champions League draw. Chelsea, we picked up out of the draw our great friends that helped us get that Champions League at the Allianz Arena Bayern Munich. What are your initial thoughts? I mean, I'm,
1: I'm not happy with it because they're obviously a sort of very, very good team with probably the most informed striker in the world at the minute, but... I think that's one of the better ones we could have got in the draw. I'd rather face Bayern Munich than say PSG or Barcelona anyway. I think other than RB Leipzig, I think Bayern Munich would have been the one that would have said, yeah, we love them.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I got a little bit of uh, criticism when I said that Bayern were out of form, but they they kind of have been. It's, you know, so far in the... um, Bundesliga, it's not really been their season so far. They have no. been impressive though, they're getting into form but as I've said before, the game is so far away, things change so quickly with form. I mean, ours are especially, we could have a really good run of form and depending on what happens in January with signings, both sides could be completely different to what they are at the moment. Yeah, and to be fair, in the Champions League, as we
1: proved in 2012, literally anything can happen so, you know, even if I'm bad form, we could still get through. I mean, who knows? I mean, when it comes to knockout stages of any cup, it's really like
0: almost a lottery. Like anything can happen. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. We weren't the best. Let's let's not, you know, beat around the bush. We were not the best team in the 2011-2012 campaign for the Champions no, League. Exactly. Yeah. The point is, we won it. Yeah. And that, exactly. that's exactly. It's it's as simple as that. You know, we may have topped our group we had Leverkusen, Valencia and Genk in our group. You know, we got out of the group. We then played Napoli, had that incredible comeback, then it was Benfica, Barcelona and then Bayern in the final. You know, we weren't the best, but we got the job done and that that's all you can ask for. And against Bayern Munich, it's it's going to be an incredible game. And yeah. hopefully, I mean, like I said before, if we get knocked out, we've been knocked out by a top European team. Yeah, I mean, the
1: pressure's off in a way. I mean, if we'd have played RB Leipzig, again, you no know, disrespect to RB Leipzig, they're a great team, got some great players, Timo Werner, brilliant player, love him. Incredible. But if you go out to them, people will kind of say, it's only RB Leipzig, but with mm. Bayern Munich or a PSG or Real Madrid or Barcelona or whoever, you've gone out to a big, big, big established team, haven't you? So exactly. Pressure's kind of off in a way, so if you do get through against Bayern Munich, it's brilliant.
0: If you don't, well, it's Bayern Munich that we went out to. So. Exactly. And you never know if we beat Bayern Munich and we're into the next round, the confidence that would be flowing through our team. Yeah. Exactly. Is this going to be 2011 2020? You never, you never know. I mean, I would never have expected Spurs to get to the final last season or Ajax to the semi-final. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we we'll have to say, I mean, next point. Does this draw increase our need to sign some top players in the January window? I mean, we needed to to
1: sign players anyway. But our current squad probably isn't strong enough to beat Bayern Munich. Not saying that you couldn't beat them, but it's just, you compare teams on paper, there's no real comparison. They've got Lewandowski. Fair enough, we've got Tammy Abraham. Great strike, had a great season so far, but it's Lewandowski. They've got Naby, unbelievable winger. We've got William, Great player again, but not quite hitting the heights of Naby's at the moment. So... Noya as well. We've got Kefa. Noya, probably the best keeper in the world. Bar a few maybe Allison or Edison, but we've got Kepper who's very, very inconsistent. You never know what you're gonna get. So, you know, I mean there is a bit of a bit of a gap at the moment between the two teams, but who knows, like I said.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I feel that we do need we, we obviously need to strengthen. Yeah, and depending on who we pick up, ideally I would love to see, you know, some defensive sign-ins. And we do need a wing. A wing star, a wing star, a wing, a wing, just a, wing. a, wing. a, a, a wing. wing. Anyway, but we'll see. We'll see who we pick up. You know, it, I, I still think Nathan Aki and Wilfred Zaha will probably be in our team. I, I wouldn't be shocked. It just makes so much logical sense that Chelsea would go for those players. But I we'll mean, see. I'll, I'll we'll be, see. I'll be happy with those too, to be honest. A lot of people aren't. But I'll I know it's. I, 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 I would be content with that. It depends on how much they cost. Obviously, we know the price for Aki, Wilfred Zaha. You, it's, it's a, it's an well, open-ended it all question. It depends
1: on sort of if Paddy won. A swap deal of maybe, I don't know, a Bachelet involved or someone like
0: that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, with the rest of the draw, which is the, um, we'll go a little bit offset Chelsea centric for a second. What's your standout tie? I'll tell you a tie that you won't be thinking of, but kind of made me sick when I saw it Valencia Atalanta. Yeah, it's a Ross Barkley penalty away from one of yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, w- it just. Where
1: makes we you think, think, what if? Because, I mean, again, no disrespect to Atalanta we would have been favourites in that game you, yeah, we you, really would
0: have, would have. you would have argued comfortably that we would be yeah but other than that I'd say uh, I'd say Real Madrid Man City's probably the pick of the bunch I, I, I like that one I also like Dortmund and Paris because it's just a, yeah. it's one of the but looking at it I, I mean if I do a quick poor prediction I'd say PSG to beat Dortmund yeah uh, Real Madrid to beat City based on how Real Madrid have improved in form I would. I wouldn't not back Atalanta to beat Valencia, I think that'd be very close. Though Atletico yeah. Liverpool, probably Liverpool. Chelsea yeah, I think, Bayern. I think that would be a tough game for Liverpool because it will be tough for sure.
1: Mm, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like there'll be one goal in it with those two.
0: Yeah, Chelsea Bayern. Chelsea, we have gotta back our own team. Of course. Leon and Juventus. That's going to be Juventus because of the injuries Leon have suffered, unfortunately. Spurs yeah. Leipzig is going to be very close. I might edge towards Leipzig and Napoli-Barcelona, you would expect Barcelona. But again, it, it, yeah. there's, some, there's some good ties there and it's going to be one interesting competition now. As it so, always is. As it always it is. is. So we'll jump straight into a game review. It's Bournemouth. Uh, where do we start? You know, another out-of-form team in the league and another defeat. Frustrating. I you say I told you so, but last night,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, you and Zai, oh, yeah. there's no way we can lose this. They're on no, you're right. Of the you, you know, it's frustrating is the word for sure. I mean, Our defence, that was honestly, our defence was quite decent within the game. You know, Rudiger and Zuma were decent. I'll give them a shout out. However, the first question, what went wrong? Which I'm getting sick of asking, but what went
1: wrong? It's annoying, really. I mean, it's happened. These sorts of performances have happened the past two, three seasons. It's nothing new. The only difference is for the past couple of seasons to now is that we had Eden Hazard who would bail us out time after time after time. Unfortunately, now we don't. And it just looks as if as we did against West Ham, that unless we break a team down in the first 20, 30, 40 minutes, we won't beat them. We'll lose. It's just we panic in the final third almost. If we don't make that breakthrough, we haven't got a plan B. It becomes very predictable to defend against. And no one really takes the game by a scruff of the neck. And I'm not putting any blame on Willian or Sammy Abraham or Mount or Kante or Jorginho or anyone like that. It's just we struggle to break teams down and then we panic and, you know, sort of lacking of concentration starts to kick in and that's where they nick a goal. And, I mean, it was a outrageous finish from Dan Gosling, but it's just, it's really poor. Again, they, they just wanted it more and they stayed in the game, which West Ham did and came
0: away with yeah. three points. I mean, for me, it was so many players just looked quite laxadaisical and half asleep, I found. I mean, there were so many yeah. misplaced passes and utterly... Well, that,
1: that's the thing, that's what f- comes with
0: not being able to break a team down, you start to lose confidence
1: in yourself and you think, okay, I've got to do this all by myself now. And then you try and force it and that's where mistakes happen.
0: Yeah. The chance creation was a little bit poor as well. I mean, again, I mean, I did, I've written a little note down. I put poor substitutions. I mean, I felt Mason Mount, he should have been, he should have been subbed off instead of Pulisic. I feel Reese James should have come on for Asperic to provide that better width and service into the box. Uh, And I've I've also put, can Lampard grab an assistant to help coach set pieces? Because we seem to be so poor at both attacking and defending them. I mean, we we had this problem earlier in the season with zonal marking, but it just seems to have reared its head again. It's just so frustrating. And at the moment, if we let the top four slip, we've only got ourselves to blame. I mean, I know it's really hard, but look where Spurs were, before Mm. Mourinho, and now they're three points behind going into the game this weekend, where, you know, they could be level with us. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's that is a worry. You know, we have to be realistic and say, that's a, that is a big worry. And obviously, the goal difference is only two. So if they were to win bar two goals, they're going to go above us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's...
1: it's a difficult one. I think Lampard's still learning. I mean, we all said it's going to be an up and down season. There's going to be guys where he should have won and lost, and there's going to be guys that you know that we won that we shouldn't have won so it's we got to take the Russell the move this season unfortunately we're just in a bit of a dip but I'm sure we'll come out of it you know we can buy players now in January which I'm sure Frank will do and I'm sure with the return of the cheek him and him, you know we will get it back we will get it back I mean yeah. for me personally I know it's going to sound a bit harsh but I thought Kepp was at fault for the goal I thought he was caught in no man's land I know you say about set pieces but I don't know what Kepp was doing Like he's just caught in sort of no man's land It was a good finish from Carsten. It really was, but there's no way he should really be sort of in that position in the first place,
0: to be honest. Yeah, Keppers, Keppers, one frustrating player in our side currently. It's, we'll have to say, I mean, yeah, as well as Loftus Cheek, seeing a video on his uh, social media about how his progress is coming on from his injury, it's brilliant to see. I mean, he's really bounced back good. So it's again great to see, you know, especially because he's such a talent as well and a nice, nice guy and, you know, awful injury. He's getting back brilliant and he will add an incredible, another bit of depth to our squad. So he's different, the, he's different to any midfielder that we have got. So it will be a good dynamic to the squad for sure. Very true. I, I mean, our clinical finishing was also our downfall as the stats have shown. I mean, why in recent games has our finishing become so poor? Um... <laughs> Good question. Good question. You could put it
1: down to lack of experience, maybe. Maybe just panicking. Maybe lack of composure. I mean, finishing's a difficult one. I feel if you, you can finish or you can't. I mean, Messi and Ronaldo, born finishers. Tammy Abraham, born finisher. But when you look at, say, a Pulisic or even a Mount to some extent, sometimes they just they take one touch too many. Same with William. When they're in the box, they take one touch too many and they're not, they haven't got that instinct to just go for goal. Look at Aguero, when he's in the box, got that instinct, bang, goal, Vardy, same thing. I think with Pulisic and Malton and Willian, they just haven't quite got that predator instinct and that's what sometimes I think you lack. Look at Lampard, he was perfect at getting in the box. It's in it first time or knowing when to pass, and knowing when to shoot and he, he scored loads of goals, didn't he? And we just, we haven't got that. Other than Tammy, we
0: haven't got that at the moment. Mm, Yeah. yeah, Uh, And that's the problem. I mean, it's, it's sometimes I feel that we, 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 we look like we expect to just turn up and win without doing much. And it, it, it doesn't work. I mean, you could also argue perhaps that teams have sort of figured our game plan out from early in the season and now they're combating us better. But that is the point. I mean, without Tammy, we, I'm not as confident with the likes of Giroud and Batshuayi finishing, but the point is they weren't on the field. Tammy was so but you you can only score based on what's created for you and at the moment I, I feel that boy, it, it's so it's so difficult but I mean, to I, pin I know, it I down to one particular issue I know a lot of criticism has gone to Mount that he's not this
1: creative number 10 and I do agree to some extent that he's not this creative number 10 I feel Mount, uh, Mount sorry is more of a, a Delhi Alley sort of player Dele Alli isn't that creative. You he, he wouldn't say he's a creative number ten, like an mm. Ozil, say for instance. Mount is getting into the box, arriving late and scoring goals, or you know, or doing that, or linking up the play with the uh, with the striker. He's almost like a second, a support striker, so to
0: speak. I think the yeah, okay. I, yeah, I can totally see what you mean.
1: Loftus Cheek isn't a creative midfielder. I think we do lack in that sort of proper out and out number ten creative.
0: Midfielder. so maybe that's something Frank could look at yeah exactly it's a definitely something that's a good shot we'll have to see January it's it's obviously that transfer ban over appeals you know it's it's certainly opened a lot of questions yeah. what another one final question on the Bournemouth game tactics were called into question question mm. I'm saying question a lot it's very weird but um what were your thoughts on the decisions made by Lampard like dur- before the game for the team sheet and throughout the game as a whole
1: yeah, again, I think lack of experience is just slightly showing at the moment. I mean, don't forget, this is only second in, second season in charge and most of these players that he's playing haven't played in the Premier League that much before this season. So, again, you've got to sort of give him time. But having said that, dropping Kovacic maybe was a mistake. I know you want to rest him and keep players fresh. Could have gone 4-3-3 instead of 4-2-3-1, which he did. Um, I do think 4-3-3 works better because I thought we played really well when we played it against Man City, but yeah, even with 4-2-3-1 and even without Kovacic, I think we should, should be beating Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I've got I've got actually a point about Kovacic. My first point was taking off Jorginho. He he was our best player on the day. Mm. You know, he was creating them chances and Michi was brought on, so we had two up front. Okay, I understand that. However, when Jorginho was providing the chances, it doesn't matter how many strikers you've got on the field. If no one's providing those quality balls into that, that area, you're not going to score. I mean, you know. But again, this comes back to the, the number 10 sort of
1: that we're missing. Jorginho is a deep-lying playmaker. I know we get the odd assist here and there, but his job really is to link the defence with the midfield um, and then obviously midfield to attack. But if we had like an out-and-out, set like Christian Eriksen, um, if we had him in the squad, Jorginho... Don't be as much pressure on Jorginho to create the chances. We'd have that is a number true. ten. We'd have a number ten. It could play these balls into um into Abraham or Mount or William, whoever. And then Jorginho can just stay back and we would be, to be honest, would be a lot sort of better in defence really, because obviously you'd have Jorginho Cante or Jorginho
0: and Covenant yeah. sitting back, We should have an out and out number ten then. I that mean chances. taking off both the wingers instead of Mason Mount, I feel that was a poor decision. You know, we weren't controlling a game against this Bournemouth side had a lot of injury problems and we're at home, mm. you know. And it was because of Jorginho, how the system was. We effectively had that one midfield. It was just poor, you know. And mm. our, obviously our best run of form has come with Jorginho and Kovacic in midfield. And I did, obviously, referring to your point earlier, you know, I did tweet out about my shock to see Kovacic on the bench for the game. Because for me, yeah. it made no sense for Kante to be kept on and played in that deeper role when that's not his game. Kante is not a build up play sort of player I thought Kovacic has to start with Jorginho and you know I think I think it is it just down to just trying to keep him fresh I'm sure Frank looking back
1: was yeah he should have played him, but I think that's what it was I don't think it was because he thought Kante and Jorginho would have worked better I just think it was resting Kovacic and it just it just looks bad in
0: hindsight oh, uh, it's a sh- Mason Mount he's so out of form at the moment he just, he just needs a little bit of a rest that's my opinion you know, yeah. Pyracic, maybe he can play in that number 10 role. He's done really well. Pyracic always looks like he can create something. That's why ideally it's crazy to say it because of the form also Hudson and Doizen. I'd love to see if we did bring in Zahar, Zahar and Pyracic together. I feel that that could create a really good dynamic within the team. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really would, you know, obviously with all what I've said, Frank Lampard's substitutions have been quite poor recently. I'm hoping that does pick up, you know, on another note, Rhys James as well, he he needs to play. I mean, he's our only fullback, I'd say, that provides really good, decent balls into the box. And yeah. obviously, Tammy will then be able to feed off them because at the moment, the service provided for Tammy is just poor. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. And yeah. that's why he's not able to finish because he's not getting them chances, is he?
1: No, again, it's um, but he shouldn't be relying on a right-back to put in Agreed. Crosses. I mean, obviously, I agree with you. You know, it, Look at Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool, for instance. You need a right-back in this day and age who can run down the line, put in a great ball, which Rhys James can do, and defend, which Rhys James can do as well. But again, going back to my point, we need our attackers to create 4 Tammy. I know Pudicic has been doing that recently. I don't think he's played amazing recently, though like Pudicic, I must admit, but neither has William, and neither has Mount. And we're just lacking... Again, we're lacking that Plan B. No one can unlock that door like an Eden Hazard can, and that's that's what we've been missing recently. Really, is just somebody who can unlock that door and just find a way to to get a, a result.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I feel that Zaha would potentially bring that quality to the team. Well, look I at know, the goal he scored it, against Brighton. I mean, he, it, exactly. I mean, I know people went, "Oh, that's put his value up, something he's worth." It's just look at him overall. I mean, he's that's a Palace side that. It's going to be a different element in the Chelsea team. I feel he would really do well. We'll have to see on that. Of I course. mean, look, look at Tammy. I mean, he was in that Villa team
1: last year, and people thought, oh, he looks good because he's in the Championship." He's come to the mm. Premier League in the top top side, and he's done really well. Yeah, exactly. 100%. A lot of people didn't think he'd be good enough for Chelsea, and you know, he has. He's done more than enough for Chelsea. So,
0: if the heart, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be a great player. Exactly. So, we'll go into after that negative. Review because we'll get the positive one soon. I'm sure we'll head into the oh, game previews. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, you know, we've got a double header, you know, next up game week 18. That means that we're very close to a finishing and playing every teams once we're heading into a festive double header. First up, we have Jose Mourinho Spurs side at the Tottenham Hotspur stadium. The players are going to be up for this game. I mean, you know, however, if we were to lose this match, does that put a little bit of pressure on Frank Lampard?
1: I don't think so. I, re- I really don't think so. I mean, some people will no doubt say Lampard
0: out, Lampard out. but There's always um, someone, that, it's always someone me, who wants the manager out.
1: For, for me, yeah, this is a rebuilding stage. Everyone would be fourth or fifth. I'm sure you'd have took it. You really would have took it. I mean, if we do lose at the weekend it we're fifth, we're not on the same amount of points as Spurs. I mean, that's not, that's not the end of the world, is it, really? Unfortunately for Frank, he's had such a good start to his Chelsea career that now that he's had a bit of a dip, people are starting to question him a bit. But, yeah, I think it's really, really harsh if people were to
0: put pressure on him, to be honest. It's just unfortunately, it's the... What's the word? It's, it's just the environment we now live in yeah, with football yeah. managers. You know, it's, it's a results business, and obviously we, we've been playing and performing poorly against poor out teams but at the so same time we've got
1: through the Champions League we're fourth or fifth whatever what we'll happened the weekend will be
0: we're not doing badly at all really in hindsight I know we've had a poor yeah. form but we're doing good we are doing good no that's it's a fair fair point to make I mean it's just going it, they've got to be up for this game because it's Tottenham it's, it's almost like our derby match of the season almost really yeah right so here, yeah. yeah I wouldn't say it would put pressure on him but I feel that potentially because of the opposition and it's Mourinho and the recent form, I wouldn't be surprised if a certain small section of fans potentially start questioning him because that's just kind of how the the way of the world at the moment is with, with football management. It just is. There'll you know, be every- weird trolls on Twitter that will be like,
1: oh, Lampard out, Lampard out. Yeah. Lampard for our club. And for me, you've just got to ignore them because you, you can see what they're doing. And um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, you can't put pressure on him What, what, what's your prediction for the game I mean I've gone for 1-1 one, one. I mean I, I'm not I can't see us not in the current form but
1: no, nah, I mean Lamps will sort of get them going he knows what it means to play against Tottenham so he he will drill that into the players I, I don't see us winning personally I think obviously they're on a good run of form now new manager he will also be well up for it as well he will not want to lose I think it probably will be. I suppose I can't say we'll lose, but
0: yeah, I think I think one-one or two-two maybe. Yeah, it depends if he sets up defensively or he goes all out attack again. It's just you 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 can't you can't guess at this stage. It's so difficult, no, of course not. So it'd be interesting, you know. It's a it's a derby game, and we've already had some very interesting games against Spurs in the past. And I remember one. I think it was around New Year where we got absolutely whacked. I oh, the five-three. Oh, I did not like looking at that scoreline when I was uh, settling after a big Christmas feast. But (laughs) yeah. So talking of Christmas, on Boxing Day, we take on Southampton at the bridge. No game is easy nowadays for us at home. Southampton are fighting a relegation battle, so it could be a very difficult test. Where will the key matchups be in this clash?
1: Well, Danny Ings is on
0: point. Yeah, 100%. That's that's the name I had wrote down as well. And he scored against us. Uh, He did score against us when he played him at St Mary's, didn't he? Uh, likely. I mean, he's in my fancy team. He's been doing some good, good, good service for me recently.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think he did. Um, I think he did score. But yeah, he's a dangerous player who's banging form. Um, <laughs> Southampton are a weird one because their manager. I, I do like their manager, but I feel that just when Danny Ings isn't firing, they're not firing. So
0: the thing is with Danny Ings, he's got five goals in his last six games. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. pretty good form. I mean, obviously they lost one 0 to West Ham, so that was his streak ended. But
1: yeah,
0: yeah, um, with how kept has been, I do worry that Danny Ings could provide well. They've a got huge problems as well. James Ward Prowse is a very, very good he, set piece taker. Yeah. He is an absolute king on set pieces. Mm. You I know, mean, when he, he's got that almost that Beckham ability when he steps up you do sort of take a draw draw a breath in. And more, almost similar to like Harry Wilson of Bournemouth, when they're over that yeah. ball, you do think... Mm, they've got the whip. The problem. The whip. Like When someone whips it and they get it right,
1: it's so hard to either save or, or defend against that. It. It's just unplayable. It really, really is unplayable.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Southampton obviously are in the relegation zone, but then that means nothing at the moment, especially when yeah. we're playing teams that are out of form, which is... Exactly. Uh, so strange it's such a such a weird position to be in but I don't know the only ones that I don't think anybody else particular in the Southampton team has stood out in recent games I mean no I mean they're, they're down the bottom for a reason I mean, exactly like, yeah. like,
1: like I said other than Danny Ings when he's not performing they're not performing unfortunately for
0: them no I mean Danny Ings is their top goal score with nine goals. And then you've got James Ward-Prowse in second on four. So you can sort of see where they've had their problems. Yeah. yeah. We exactly. need to make sure. I, I would like to think that we could grab grab the points and just get straight onto it. I mean, these two games, if we can go into them and potentially or oh, come away with four points, we yeah. should be looking at, we might be coming away with six. I mean, it's a very, it's a hard or one to judge. Zero. <laughs> or um, zero. That would yeah. be extremely bad for our festive period. Yeah. Because so I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it beat Southampton. I'm positive of that. Well, after <laughs> Southampton, we've got, because obviously when we return, we've obviously next week, we've got our little decade special. Because, you know, yeah. we deserve, we deserve a festive break, you know, just I a nice little, we but we're providing you content. We'll be, we'll have returned and obviously that'll be the 4th of January. We'll have obviously providing a live up-to-date pod. We'll have played Arsenal at the Emirates and Brighton at, in, at the Amex. Yeah. At the Amex. Yeah. So them are going to be tough games. Yeah, they are. So, Brighton are probably the tougher side to play at the minute, if I'm honest. Yeah. Then it's going to be very interesting. I mean, you know, obviously we won't be doing a, a we, we, we might, Cast our eyes over the Spurs in the Southampton game when we come back in the um, the interim. You know, I might even do a quick solo episode. That's a mini pod, doing it just quickly. Depending on we depending on how we feel, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it would be obviously we'll come back. We'll review the Arsenal and the Brighton match, and then we'll be looking forward to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup. So that'd be interesting. Yes. yes and rounded up transfer rumours. So yeah, we shall we shall see on that. I'm going for two 0 against Southampton. How do you feel on? You know what? It's Christmas. I'm going for 4-1. Four, 4-1, one. Four, one, one. incredible. That that would be a great present. We'll have to see. I mean, yeah. if, if I'd love us to beat Arsenal. That If we could beat Arsenal and Spurs, a draw against Southampton, you'd be like, I'll take that. It, it'll be but. just like us to beat Spurs, lose to Southampton and beat Arsenal. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that'd be the way. I, I mean, with that, obviously that's going to conclude our final live episode. Like I said, I may do a bit of a solo thingy on the Arsenal. Uh, sorry, the Arsenal. The Arsenal Brighton <laughs> Games will be reviewed by us in the new year, definitely. On the Ars. Yeah, yeah. Spurs and Southampton. We'll probably just... Our opinions will be on so on our Twitter accounts. So, you know, you won't be out of content. Obviously, you're going to get the Decade special next week. So you've got content coming up. But apparently, podcasts don't get that many listens during the festive period, I'm told. So We'll
1: wait and see about that. We'll wait
0: and see. So, you know, I I'll also be appearing on a potentially... Uh, a review of the Tottenham game on another podcast. If that does go ahead, you'll obviously get the link on Twitter. So that'll be provided. So you'll get some kind of content there. So yeah, I feel that with that, that concludes another episode about the Bridge Pod. So obviously this is Mike and Chris signing off and wishing you all a great Christmas and an incredible new year and hopefully 12 points for us. Yes. We will, shall will see you in the new year. We will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea. So until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at At @thebridgepod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.